Today, my guest joins me from Sydney in Australia. He's Jamie McBrien. He's the director of OptiBPO, and they're a specialist organisation dealing with offshoring and outsourcing to the Philippines. Jamie, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you, uh, Wayne, for having me. It's our pleasure. Now, Jamie, fill us in on what it is OptiBPO does, because you're really quite unique in this space. Yeah, look, look, Wayne, we help Australian and New Zealand companies, as well as European businesses, set up offshore dedicated teams in the Philippines. Um, the thing that makes us different is that we work onshore here in Australia, New Zealand and Europe, uh, working with clients to understand the offshoring opportunity for them, making sure that they're ready, and then helping them transition and build and then manage that team as a managed service in the Philippines. Offshoring has been around for, I don't know, 30 or 40 years, and it brings to my mind call centres with hundreds of people run by multinational businesses. That's not the, the kind of offshoring and outsourcing that you're doing, is it? No, look, look, Wayne, that's one of the, the preconceptions we need to change. Offshoring is evolving quickly and rapidly. Uh, I've been in this business for over 20 years now. Um, offshoring used to be about large companies moving some of those lower value transaction activities to the like of India and other locations. It's rapidly evolving as people realise that ca capability is global now. Um, so we're moving up market and there's a whole lot of activities now that we're able to think about where can we do them. And it's not just a cost-saving initiative anymore. Uh, a lot of people are doing this to get additional capability to help drive scale and to support their growth strategies. Now, I, I noticed you mentioned India, and uh, I guess like a lot of Australians who have spent time on the telephone in the evenings with Indian call centres, um, it's not the, the, the favourite thing with customers in the world. Is the Philippines different? Yeah, look, the thing about the Philippines that we think is amazing, and we dedicate all of our um, attention and activity on the Philippines, it's the third largest English language speaking country in the world. Um, due to the US influence on the country, there's a whole lot of cultural alignment as well that sometimes makes it easier to communicate, uh, and their education system as well, which is, uh, is geared to that, means that we just find the Philippines an easier place to work with um, to build the sort of teams that can engage and communicate well with our Australian, New Zealand and European clients. Now, Jamie, you talked about the opportunities in outsourcing to the Philippines. What's the consequence for businesses who, who are ignoring this opportunity? Yeah, well, look, that's, that's, um, that's really important to think about. And a lot of people see it as a one-to-one -one replacement, you know, moving to a lower-cost jurisdiction. And while those opportunities are there, it's the opportunity to do more. Now, we work with small to medium businesses and medium to large businesses, and they're doing things that they would not be able to do within their local jurisdictions. Um, they're able to add additional activities, additional staff, do things that just wouldn't be cost-effective or they wouldn't be able to support the business case uh, in Australia, New Zealand, or Europe. Uh, but they're able to support in building teams uh, offshore, and that could be things such as you know additional market research, additional lead generation, you know, more customer service facing people. There's a whole lot of additional things that can quickly build your small to medium business into a medium and large. Now, Jamie, when OptiBPO help onshore, what does a business need help with? What is it that you do? Yeah, look, a lot of the times people see this as an opportunity, but they don't really know where to start. Look, they're experts in running their own business, but they probably haven't been through an offshoring initiative before, uh, or they might have seen it somewhere else, or they might have done it once. Um, we've done this many times, and so we work with organisations to think through the strategy. 
uh, a lot of the time, as I said, it's not just a one-for-one -one replacement. It's what else can we do? What else can we build to be successful and to, to support our growth strategy? So let's think about that and build the case for change. Let's also think about what we need to be ready. Um, offshoring fails when people think that it's throwing an activity across the fence. We need to step back and think about what do we need to be to be offshore and outsourcing ready. And that can be including well-defined processes, uh, understanding systems and how they operate, and building an effective offshore structure that can interface well with the Australian team. We help clients work through that whole transition process as well as then building the team in the offshore location in the Philippines, um, bringing the team on board, helping transition those activities, and then managing that team and managing them as a service. It's, it's not a set and forget. It's about building a team that is an extension of your local team, not a separate part. I'm sure if we went looking, we would find some people who have outsourced who haven't had the most positive of outcomes. Do you have a sense that what you're doing is providing safety and minimising risk for people? I guess, put it bluntly, do your customers get a better result than the run of the mill when they outsource to the Philippines with your support? Yeah, ab absolutely. And look, there's a whole lot of different models for offshoring. You know, you can start, we have clients that often might start with some freelancers somewhere. They might start with a seat leasing a, a, a arrangement. Um, those sort of things, while they're a great starting point, it might give you an understanding of the benefit uh, lack uh, the opportunity to scale, uh, and they also start to introduce risk as you grow them. One of our key roles is to make sure the clients are successful longer term. We're not about setting up teams and then walking away. We set them up and we help you manage them ongoing. Now, one of the biggest risks that people have is, is, is just not thinking through what is required to be successful and not understanding some of the effort and activities that need to happen. People often might see the low-cost dollar sign and think, well, that's fantastic, uh, but there's more to it than that. There is some overhead and there is some additional costs that we need to incur. That doesn't mean the benefit's not there. Our clients typically are able to build teams at 20 to 30% of the cost that they're able to in Australia, New Zealand and Europe. Um, but we do need to think about what else is required. And given that we've done this a lot of times, we're able to provide that expert advice. Jamie, just come back to that for a minute. 20 to 30% of the cost. Did I get that correctly? Yeah, look, that's the sort of business case that we, we, we typically work towards. Um, of course, depending on roles and certain activities, um, some things that the benefit is less or more, but that's, that's a typical range that we're looking for, which means that we're able to do more with less uh, and, and the benefits there, which is why we find it interesting when some companies see this only as a cost initiative, that they're unwilling to spend the time and the money up front to get things right. It's better to take longer to build your offshore team and to get it right than to quickly do it with an additional cost saving um, that then means you're going to fall over and fail. So outsourcing to the Philippines with OptiBPO is going to reduce my costs by about two thirds. Yeah, that's correct. Well, that's the sort of objective we're, we're, we're working towards. That's a spectacular result. Now, let me put on my cynical hat for a minute. If I was a prospective customer of yours, what could you offer me by way of um, evidence or social proof that this works? Yeah, look, we, we've worked with a range of businesses, um, again, Australia, New Zealand and Europe. You know, they range in size from um, you know, 30 to 40 employees uh, up to 800. We've just picked up a large business that's over $2 billion in revenue. Uh, so we're, we've got a whole range of businesses um, that, that we've been able to build the same success with. And the reason we're able to build success is that our expertise at its core is in process and structure. While we obviously have expertise in offshoring, for me, you can go out there and have a look. There's 100 people, 1,000 people 
with expertise in offshoring and you can just Google search it yourself. Our expertise though is in making sure process and structure is right. That's the background we come from. As a consulting business, that's what we've always done, whether it's helping build process and structure here onshore, or if it's helping to build um, process and structure in a shared services in a specific location, or if it's with OptiBPO, uh, helping build these offshore dedicated teams in the Philippines. So onshore support to make your offshore team work. Yeah, absolutely. Look, with these with these sort of things, that our clients see a real benefit in the fact um, that we're in these different locations. We've got offices in Sydney and London, uh, and we're able to um, speak with them here locally, go and meet with them, work with them through issues, uh, and also just interact and help them manage that offshore team. Uh, while you can just work with an offshore provider that's got no onshore um, expertise or location, you'll end up finding that you're doing a whole lot of running around and, and, and creating management overhead for yourself. Um, instead, we take on that responsibility and we help you manage it, which takes a lot of the headaches out of it. Jamie, there's a ton of questions that come to mind because I haven't come across someone who's an onshore expert in offshoring before with the experience base that you've got. So the sorts of things that come to my mind are about culture and work practices and, and uh, legislation and jurisdictions. I guess there's a ton of things that you can actually help people out with. Yeah, look, absolutely. Look, all of those things that you just talked through, they become our responsibility. Uh, we can start with teams as small as one and, and we build up to teams. We've got teams of 50 and 60 and beyond that. Um, so we can start small and, and help clients uh, grow from there. All of those things that you talk about in terms of jurisdictional risk, um, local compliance, tax, legal, and the rest of it, they're all things that we manage. They're not needed for the client to manage. The, the, the job of the client is for us to work with them to identify the tasks and the activities, all of the non-task related activities, all of the overhead that comes with having an offshore team is what we take responsibility for. Jamie, it's been a, a pleasure chatting with you. For people who are interested, how do they get hold of you? Yeah, sure. Look, we've got our website, um, optibpo.com, uh, and have a look there. Our contact details for our Sydney and London offices are, are all located there. Um, or hopefully just reach out to me directly at um, jamie.mcbryan.optim2.com. Jamie, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Wayne.